My name is Dominic, and it's my privilege to, to lead this community in following Jesus. And this morning, we're, we're doing something a little different. We're going to take a pause from our uh, current series called The Way of the Cross, and we're going to have what we're calling an intentional family conversation. Um, we're going to spend some time to just share and talk about um, a transition that's coming up for our community this year, uh, and in particular, the fact that uh, I believe that God is asking me to step down from my role later this year. Um, now, as I, as I share that, um, I just want you to know that there might be any number of feelings in the room as you hear that. Uh, I know when I processed it with the staff team, every emotion was in the room. When I processed it with uh, the board, every emotion was in the room. And I imagine that might be the case this morning as well. Um, some of you might feel sad. You might feel shocked. Some of you might feel angry. Uh, some of you might be glad. Um, but whatever it is, you're, you're welcome to feel that. And um, I just want to acknowledge that and let you know that the heart of this morning and the reason why we sent out the email letting people know we're having the intentional conversation is because I want to be able to share with you um, just the process that I've walked through to get to this point of believing that this is what God would have me do. Um, share about some of the conversations we've had as a, as a ministry board and then share some of the steps that we believe we'll need to take together uh, as a community uh, this coming year. And so um, the process began, I'm going to give that one to Peg. Um, the, the process began for me um, in, in, in the summer and in, in the fall. But just before I share about that, I want to back up and just, in, in 2014, I was asked to become the lead pastor of this community. And uh, it was something that I took a number of months just to pray about and discern. It wasn't necessarily the role that I ever thought or envisioned myself in. It wasn't like being the lead was never the aspiration of my, my ministry career. Uh, but when I was asked to do it, I, I took time to just pray through it. it. took three months, prayed, listened, fasted. Uh, and I believed at that time that, that God was calling me to, to do it. Um, I remember God gave me five words. He said, I will be with you. And I thought, okay, Lord, if you're with me, then, then there I go. And I'd committed myself in 2014 then to say, oh, I'm going to fulfill this role and be the lead pastor for as long as I knew that God was calling me to do it. Um, it's been a great joy for me to say yes in 2014 and to do this role. And I'm really grateful. In 2020, um, I was sitting with a group of lead pastors. I, I can't remember if the pandemic had already cracked or not, or if it was just like on the brink of it. Uh, but we were, our district, the Alliance Northwest, was receiving a new um, district superintendent. His name is Monty Wright. And Monty was sitting there with us, and somebody had asked him, Monty, how did you know that you were supposed to take this new district superintendent role? Uh, Monty's a church planter. He had planted three churches. His most recent one is up in uh, Snoqualmie Valley. It's called Snoqualmie Valley Alliance Church. It's a large successful, healthy, on-mission church. And um, so somebody in the room asked him, Monty, how did you know that you were supposed to take this role, that you would do this transition? And I remember he looked at us, there's about 20 of us in the room from around our district, and he just said, um, a mentor of mine shared with me many years ago uh, a good stewardship practice. And he goes, his, his wife, so Monty's the, the lead of this large church, his wife is the superintendent of the schools up there. And he said, we just decided, or my mentor told me every single year that we should pray and ask God if, if we're in the right role, if we're serving him in the right capacity, or if he is something else for us. And he said for them, it became a stewardship principle of saying they didn't want to believe that they were in this place of power and this high positions and just assume it was always to be theirs. And I remember sitting and hearing him say that and go, that's wisdom. That's a good practice. Because I believe a leader that does that won't grow hard-hearted, won't grow stubborn, will likely not make as many mistakes because their heart is pliable and soft before the Lord and confirming that God wants them in a position, not just assuming that that power is theirs to retain. And so I remember going, I'm going to do that. 
And soon as I said that in my head, Monty goes, and I'd encourage all of you pastors to do that every year as well. Take time with your wives and pray and discern and ask God if you are in the role that he still wants you to be in because you never want to assume that the power is yours. So from 2020 on, I started praying that prayer. And that was in March or April that he told us that. I started praying it in July. My birthday's in July, and so for me it was part of my practice of going, God, for this, as I enter a new year of life, yeah, am I in the right place that you would have me be? And I wanted to keep my heart pliable and soft and humble before the Lord to be instructed by him. And every year that I prayed it, I would hear God say, yes, this is where I want you to be. It was as similar as when I prayed in, in the beginning whether or not I should take the lead role, and God gave me five words, I will be with you always. Similarly, every year I heard God just say, yes, this is where I want you. And I'll be honest, in 2020, July, when I prayed and said, God, am I still the right guy to lead Missio forward? I was hoping he would say no. If you guys remember anything about 2020, I'll be honest, I, I really was. I was going, Lord, please, like, if anybody else could lead this church through the pandemic, like, would you let me know, let them know, and I'm, I'm cool. But I, I heard very firmly God say, yes, this is where I want you. And so there we went. And every year I've prayed that prayer. And so in 2023, I prayed the same prayer. And I didn't hear the same, yes, this is where I want you. And I'll be honest, I didn't hear much. And it was confusing. And I didn't know what to do. And so for about two months, I just stuffed it. I didn't do anything with it. I, I just ignored it. Because I was scared. I was uncertain. And I was like, I don't have the confirmation of yes, but I also don't have a confirmation of no. And so I don't know anything to do other than just to be faithful. Just to keep doing what I'm doing until I get some clarity. And so after wrestling like that for a couple months, I just I couldn't take it. And so I reached out to Monty. I sent him an email. I said, Monty, do you have time to meet? I said, I'm, I'm, I've been putting in practice that, that question that you told us to do five years ago. I said, I've been putting that into practice. And uh, I'm wrestling with whether or not I'm the right guy to continue to lead Missio forward. And I remember um, him replying and saying, yeah, let's meet. And I, he and I met in the beginning of September. And um, I went into that conversation scared, to be honest. Monty is my district superintendent. In a sense, he's my boss. I'm a lead pastor of a church that he oversees. Uh, for him, it's in his best interest that I stay put right where I am, right? But I was amazed because he came in just very open-handed. And he said, what's on your heart? Would you please share with me? And so I did. And after I did that, he said, you know what? I came into this conversation with a set of questions. He said, I had 10 questions in total. Five of them were about you and your family. How's your wife? How's your family? How's your marriage? How's those things? The other five were about your church. Is the church healthy? Is it responding to your leadership? How's your staff? All that stuff. Do you still love your people? And he goes, as I listen to you, he goes, you've already answered all those things. And he goes, I don't believe you're running from anything. I don't believe you're hiding from anything. He goes, it sounds like you've really got something to wrestle with the Lord. And I remember that just going, like receiving it as grace. Because it gave me permission, not that again that I had a clarity of answer, but it gave me permission to wrestle. To wrestle and acknowledge something going on inside of me that if I'm being honest, again, I kind of wanted to stuff and just ignore because that felt a lot easier, felt a lot safer. But Monty said, I want to encourage you to take a month you and your wife, if you can, get away, but for at least a month, he goes, I want you guys to pray and process and discern together what is God doing and what would he have you do next. And so I did. I began that process. You guys know I meet with the spiritual director once a month. I kept, I stayed in that rhythm. I did my silence and solitude. I started going back down to the Abbey again. The, I had told the, the, the ministry board in, in August, I feel like I need to wrestle and start going down um, and doing that. Um, I told them in October, like I, I'm, as we were talking about different roles, like I'm in a season of praying and discernment of, of what, what would be next for me. Um, I, I met with my spiritual director. Yeah, I, started, I started talking with a counselor. My wife and I had some really good conversations. 
uh, and I talked with a few like trusted friends, people that I, that I just knew I could, I could process this with. And um, the clarity came for me, though. Uh, it was a Thursday morning, uh, October 20th, and I'm going to read for you um, a journal entry. I woke up that morning with a word in my head, and I didn't know where it came from. So the word was, was ill-fitting. And with that word, then I sat that morning before the Lord and just said, God, like, I don't know where this word's coming from. Would you help me? Would you lead and guide me? So I just prayed that the Holy Spirit would guide me in my morning time to have some clarity as to what, to what that meant. And so I wrote this down. It says, ill-fitting. This is the word that comes to mind right now as I try to describe my job, my role as a lead pastor. It doesn't fit right anymore. As I think of this word, the story of David comes to mind. He had the courage, he had the heart, and he had the will to go, the will to go and fight Goliath, but he was told by Saul that he should wear his armor. So David tried it on, and it was ill-fitting. It was too big, too cumbersome, and it would actually hinder and be a detriment to him as opposed to be a source of empowerment and protection. That's how my job and my role feels right now as I've wrestled these couple months. I feel called to fight in this world for the kingdom of God, and I have the courage, I have the will, and I have the desire to do so, but this role no longer feels like the vehicle or the armor through which I am to do that. I felt this for a short season, and now I feel the freedom, the grace, the permission from you, Lord, to actually acknowledge this and to explore what is the proper fitting armor that you would have me wear in this next season of life. And at the bottom of it, I wrote from Psalm 143, verse 8, and it says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way that I should go, for to you I entrust my life. And so October 20th that morning was clarity for me that, um, yeah, after the, the silence and solitude, after the conversations, after processing with my spiritual director, it was the Lord, in a sense, giving me that word and giving me clarity about it to, to believe and know that, that my time uh, as the lead pastor um, has come to an end for this community and that we'll walk through that transition uh, later this year. Um, I'm going to pause now and I'm going to let Peg ask me some questions just so that we can process a little bit and, and we'll go from there. Uh, we, can, we can sit. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Tom. Uh, we love you. Thanks. Uh, very much. And I think Thanks. I know I'm speaking for everyone up here and the whole congregation. This coming into this is there's a lot of love and Thanks. love causes a lot of emotions, but mm. we're going to get through this together. Um, some questions that we asked when you shared it with us and we're thinking that you might have these same questions. And so we're just going to kind of go through that. Yeah. Um, so what do you sense God is um, calling you into? What, what, what do you think is next for you? Yeah. Um, I'll share that in two parts. Um, the, the first clarity that came for me, um, yeah, part of the reason why I was scared is because I, even as I had that clarity, it was like, okay, you have freedom to, you know, you release you from this, but I didn't have a clear sense of what I was going into next for a bit. And the first sense was I knew that God was calling me to like a season of um, what I've written in my journal, a season of decrease, a season of, uh, not, not upward and to the right, like, like he had this great big thing, but it was a season of, of just humbling myself into something. Um, and as I accepted that and came to peace with like, okay, this next season is going to be about refinement, um, what began to bubble up was uh, actually a desire and a dream uh, to go back to school, um, to go get a counseling degree, um, to pursue um, walking with people towards health and wholeness. 
through the, through the role of, of, of being a counselor. Um, and in partnering, I, I believe, I think, with, with churches you know, in, in, in that process and in that journey. Um, a lot of it is still honestly un, un, uncertain, um, but that's, the, that's what I sense. When I think it, you shared a story of meeting with a, a person that lives in the apartments across the way and how it's mm. become a, a regular occurrence. And I think, I think that's part of the process, maybe, of hmm. understanding, because um, I think you have been a counselor to that, to that person. Yeah. Um, so when will your last day as lead pastor be? Uh, July 31 is the plan. Um, and part of that is... If I get accepted into a school, uh, August 26th would be when I would start. And so the goal is just that my family and I would have three, three and a half weeks uh, to kind of take vacation, have some downtime before transitioning into what, what's next and what's new. So July 31 is the plan. Um, and then what does this mean for your family in Missio? Will you stay in our community? Being totally honest, it's not something we've even talked about like in depth. Um, there's not... There's not. There's no reason why um, I would want to leave or step out. There's no. There's no love loss here. There's no hurt. There's no anything like that. Um, yeah, we 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 haven't even gotten to that place. I, I do know this though that like sometimes lead pastors aren't able to stay in the community that they step out of for different reasons. Um, sometimes because of. The incumbent and sometimes because of the new you know and just in terms of that whole process so there's that um and i would say the other thing like just i've served in three churches since i graduated college uh christine and i were married when i was serving in one and then we transitioned into the other two and we were united in that process and it was a prayerful process but it was with the connection of to say yes to a job um yeah in this next season again depending on what happens like I think my wife's voice will have a different weight to it, you know what I mean, as we think and process about where's the next community. But at this point, yeah, I have no, there's nothing that's saying we, we would step out. So, yeah. What would you have us prioritize in looking for the next leader? Um, I'm hearing that in two ways. Uh, I would have us prioritize prayer. I would have us prioritize praying together uh, in the process and in the journey, believing that uh, we're, we're in this together. That um, I, I know my role, the being a lead, it's, it's unique and it's a specific part of the body, but it's just one part of the body. And, and we together are the body of Christ. We together are the church. And so for us together to be praying and discerning, and so to prioritize that is the one way I'm hearing you ask that. Like, what do we prioritize as a body? Um, the other side, I think, is what are we prioritizing what we're looking for? Is that what you're... Yeah, I, I've always, again, a, a mentor years ago said, you know, when you're hiring, that you look for three things, and you look for um, character, you look for competency, and you look for chemistry. And so looking for a person of character, you know, looking for someone who has chemistry with our community, this beautiful, diverse, multi-ethnic community that we are, and then someone that has competency. Um, I remember that same person saying, though, um, if you, sometimes you might want to overcompensate some of those or overthink about, overweight, overweight, what am I trying to say? Like, add too much weight to those. And he said, often we want to add too much weight to the competency 
And he looked at me and he said this, he goes, if you hire for competency, I guarantee you, you will fire for character. But if you hire for character and for chemistry, you can always develop and form competency. And so that's been something I've always held. Um, and yeah, so look for a person who, all three, character, chemistry, competency, and be praying that God leads us to, to that person. Um, what are you excited about in this next season for you and your family? I'm excited about going back to school. Like, I'm excited about learning. I'm excited about, like, as that began to bubble up in conversations and in spiritual direction, like, it was like, well, I really, that's invigorating to me, that thought of training my heart and my mind in a new skill to, to serve people in a new way. Um, for my family, I mean, it'll be new rhythms, uh, which I think will be good, but also it's change, it's transition. Um, like I said before I had the clarity of the dream or the vision of what's next I first had the invitation from God I felt to, to go on a journey of decrease an inward, inward journey of decrease and what I found out is that yeah thinking about going back to school I'd go from the comfort and the, and the title of being a lead pastor for 10 years to going to being a student no offense to anybody that's a student out there. Um, we go from being a household of two incomes to being a household of one and paying tuition on top of that. We will go from being in a place where, yeah, I've got some semblance of control and some normalcy and familiarity for 10 years in a lead role and 20 years in a vocational ministry role. And I'll go into a little bit of the unknown. So if I'm being honest, I'm excited about the learning. I'm excited about those things. I'm excited about, yeah, the process God has me on because I trust him, but I'm also nervous. And um, I've written a couple times in my journey or my journal that like this journey, it's going to be character forming. It, it, it's about, I think, God wanting to refine and do some things in me, which will do some things in my family to prepare me for the next season of, of ministry. So how can we best support you and Missio staff through this? Um, again, not the church answer, but honestly, prayer. Like, be, be praying for, for the staff, be praying for the church, be praying together, uh, and lean in. Um, we, we decided as a ministry board and as a staff team that we wanted to share this news earlier than later. We were advised somewhat not to. Uh, we were advised to do it like just six, just do it like six to eight weeks before you're going to leave. And we were like, wait, no, like that's that's not how we do things here. Um, we we wanted I wanted to invite you into the journey. I wanted to invite you into the process. Um, th this is a it's a it's a body. It's a community. That that's what the church is. And so for us as a community to to lean in, please to the process, believing and knowing that you are an essential and key part of this body, always have been, and you are in this season. The way that you'll pray, the way that you'll exercise faith. Um, as much as I acknowledge that it's scary for me, the transition, again, I acknowledge it might feel scary for you as you sit here this morning and listen. Um, please, would you exercise faith? Would you be honest about what you're feeling and take it to the Lord and go, God, how would you have me respond though? not just knee-jerk, I'm afraid, and whatever. 
but to go, God, yeah, do like we sang about this morning. Like, do, do we trust and yield into your hand that, that you're good, that you're faithful, um, that you called Missio into existence and, and you've still got something you're doing in, in Missio. Um, and, and even, would you trust with me that there's, there's a better leader for the next season than myself? I'm okay with you believing that because I honestly believe it too. That if God is asking me to step out, then God must be doing something in someone else's heart somewhere else that's going to be a better fit for this next season of Missio to lead us forward, to become more fully who God has called us to be, um, to really flourish as the authentic community that makes Jesus Christ fully known so that others can come to fully know him, to be the hope zone, to take us to a place of greater living into the reality of hope and help and healing and home. I really believe that, that, that God's got somebody and so would you guys exercise that faith with me, with the staff? Um, I think that's, that would be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Tom asked me to talk through a little bit of the practical next steps um, sort of over this next season. And, I, you know, I think everyone's probably processing this differently and, you know, people's minds may be all over the place. And so... Um, I recognize that some of what I say won't be heard, and so we'll we'll try imperfectly to communicate and keep repeating this process and keep everyone everyone on board. But um, but I want to just go through sort of partly what Alliance Northwest asks us to walk through, and partly you know what just practically we'll be going through over the next few months as a as a body. <clears throat> you know, the first step of this process is is grieving the transition and and change. Um, and I, I wrote some notes, so forgive me for, for reading, but I know that I was gonna do this imperfectly. And so I just wanted, there's some things in here I wanted to communicate. Pull that up a little bit. Sorry. <clears throat> you know, each of us will, will grieve this transition differently with our personal history of admissio, our personal history with Dom, our personal history with prior transitions in, in bodies and in churches. Um, and so I just wanna give a brief history of, of my history. So I walked into this church, this body uh, over at Mary Riki on August 26, 2012. I met Jeremy Bauer, who's not here today, as a greeter on that day. And um, within two weeks, I think Dom, who's the community pastor, invited me to sit down for coffee. We sat down for coffee at the Starbucks about a mile up the road on Terwilliger and Barber. And I'd never been in a body um, where I'd been so quickly and intentionally invited in to be part of the community. John, Dom, Andrew, and Joel were the pastors when we joined, uh, I didn't have, I had two children at the time, not three. So we've, it's been a 14 year journey for us. Um, as the church has grown over the past decade, John, Andrew and Joel have, have moved on to other ministries and vocations. You know, and many of you know very recently with, with Joel. Um, and now sort of 14 years, almost to the day after we walked in, Dom's gonna have his last day and, and it'll be an entirely new leadership team for, for us and our family. And I know many people in the body have been here even longer than that and sort of seen this transition. One blessing I want to point out for others who have been through transitions like this um, is that this isn't happening in a time of crisis. So I've been in bodies before where, where, that's hap where the, the lead has had to step out due to moral failure. I was a college student, one of my first post-childhood churches. Um, and as a college student, that happened. The, the leader had to step out for, for not respectable reasons. And that was really hard to process and understand. And I just want to emphasize, like, this is not that. 
we're imperfect, but we're healthy, we're growing. Dom, feeling called in new ways, not being forced or asked to leave. And so I just pray that um, we can be thankful for Dom's ministry over the past sort of um, more than a decade um, and be excited for Dom and Christine and Otis and Mason in this next season um, as, we, as we grieve. And then as we grieve, um, you know, grief is normal and healthy part of any transition, but it, but it can be, it can lead to unhealthy parts. So, um, you know, as we go through this, please pray against fear, against anxiety, against anything that causes disunity in the body, because uh, it'll be very easy for that to happen. Personally, I've been through a number of seasons of grief over the last 10 years. Um, and uh, so I, I've experienced some of that. And, and for me personally, I find it helpful to focus on the good and, and moving forward and helping those around me do the same. And so that's in that spirit, I'm going to talk through the practical next steps of, of what we as a body have to do. The first thing, and this is a blessing, we also have time. Dom's not leaving tomorrow. He's not leaving next month. We, you know, we have a season here of transition, which is really beautiful in a sense. Um, and so one of the things I'm not going to talk about today, but I want us to be thinking and praying over, and many people in this body are gifted to this, is we want to plan for some time this summer to send the entire Khan family on mission in this transition. Um, so sort of send him and the family out well. Again, we have time to think about that, um, but that's the first thing actually that the Alliance Northwest packet for us has us sort of pray and think through is that next transition to support Dom and Christine and the family. So that's a, a future to do for us. But the, the real first step in moving forward and thinking about the next, the next lead is, you know, the Alliance provides a, a clear guidance for us for how to do that. Um, and they'll sort of partner, oversee, and assist us in that, that process. In that process, the ministry board, which is the three of us and John Cockerham, who wasn't able to be here today, um, Alliance tasks the ministry board with overseeing that process and communicating with the district um, through this next season. I just want to be honest, like none of us knew this was going to be part of, of what we were signing up for when we said yes to Dom. Um, so we're going to ask for grace in advance from, from everybody when we fail to communicate well. And, and as we learn from you know, each other, you and the district, how to, how to walk through this process sort of healthily and wisely. But we're tasked with assembling sort of a search team to lead on behalf of the body. Um, and that, that team is going to be composed of members from the body and a few of the members from, from the ministry board. Um, we're tasked with assembling a team that reflects the diversity and beauty of the body and also with people who have complementary gifts like prayer, discernment, mediation, etc. You know, we're blessed to have many, many people in the in the community that have those gifts. Um, and, and so, you know, in, in a sense, we could end up with the whole community here being part of that, but that just doesn't work. And so what they've asked us to do is come up with seven to 10 people. It's the number that they say a minimum of seven. There's no upper limit. But as, as any of you who have been in a group know, there's a practical upper limit because if you try and get 20 people to do anything, it's never going never gonna to happen. So seven to 10 people is what we're going to need to sort of put together um, to sort of prayerfully commit to lead this process on behalf of the body. 
So I, I would just ask everyone right now to be in prayer as to whether you know you'd consider saying yes to that. Um, it's going to require an investment of time, and to be one hundred percent honest, I don't know how much time that is, and I don't think any of us know. Part of it depends on how long the process takes, and 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 things that we don't really know right now. But I also would say, please also also understand, you know, we're so rich in in people who could do this that we just simply can't include everybody who has those skills and gifts. Um, and so, if you end up not on that team, but but wanting to contribute, please know, like, we want everyone to be involved in this process. All of us are open to to um, your input, your advice, your wisdom, your hearing, your heart. Really, the the team is tasked with sort of reflecting the reflecting what the community needs and wants. Um, and then the last part is I just want to sort of talk to staff directly because staff, um, you know, that has that is going to be through this transition um, can't officially be on the search team for like human resources reasons. But but in our meeting last week, we, we very intentionally want the needs of the staff and the desires of the staff and the wisdom of the staff to be communicated and be part of that process. Um, as as directly as possible, um, and so please, I just want you guys to hear that and know that, so that the you know the history and the culture of of the leadership here um, can continue healthily. Um, so timeline for that, you know, we don't exactly know, but um, there's sort of three things we have to do over the next period of time. You know, maybe in the next month, one is come up with that search team. Um, one is create a church profile, which will then go out and be advertised to people who might be looking for this job. Um, Amber, who's here today, is, is, is gonna be helping to compile that church profile. And there's a number of examples you know, uh, that, that we've been given from other Alliance churches. Creating a pastor profile, so that, that involves uh, not just sort of describing the character competency, um, chemistry parts, but also practical salary benefits packages things like that so we can sort of put that out for people to, to sort of know what they're getting into um, and so those those processes will all sort of happen with the with the district oversight with their input um, and then you know, and then we'll move forward and so just i'll stop talking because i know most of you like aren't listening anyways but um uh, you know we have no we have no <laughs> we have no idea how long this process will take um, and so, you know, there's this thing about under-promising and over-delivering, right? So we want, we want to be prepared and be okay waiting, you know, in the season, because we want, you know, the right person, not the first person um, in this, you know, to come out of this process. Um, our heart is really to care for the staff during this transition, because it, it has the potential to create an extra burden for the current staff team. And so one thing that Monty brought up is, if this does seem to take longer than I think maybe we'd want to do, there are there are ways that the alliance can support us and provide interim staff and interim support if if it looks like that's going to be necessary. Again, one of the blessings is that because Dom's not leaving tomorrow, we do have a, a runway here to sort of start this process healthily um, and to look forward to, to next steps. Um, so I'll, I'll stop there and there will be more and we'll try and keep a regular process of communication on this, but just be in prayer, um, in particular about whether you'd, you'd be willing to say yes if, if you know, if, if we ask you to be part of that, that team to try and move forward. And also understand if, if we can't, just because of numbers, um, being willing to be an active part of that process um, in other ways.
And then uh, in the spirit of prayer, I think we're gonna ask Ayin to sort of close this in prayer. So, sorry. So now you know, if you see the whole board sitting up here, it's never good news. <laughs> but, um, but in some ways, I think just echoing what Dom was saying at the end, it is good news because, because God is releasing Dom and he has a good plan for him. But I believe we, his church, he also has a good plan for us. And I think our job is to faithfully follow him. And uh, I know that he has a good plan for Missio, just like he has a good plan for Dom. So um, I think what the cause to, to pray, um, and this is a bit unscripted, but just as you were sharing, I was thinking, can we all pray for you? Um, I'm wondering, I know we have, you know, um, I'm wondering if people are willing to form a circle around you, whoever um, feels comfortable, and we could just pray a bit for you. I know you want to finish well, and there are many decisions to make during this process. And, um, and then I'll close us in prayer. Zan, do you feel comfortable? That's okay. okay. Um, so I think I'm just calling you guys, anybody who feels comfortable to come forward um, and, you know, we will circle Dom and then I will end us in prayer. Better if I go there. Let me sit there. I can't, I can't. I'll sit here, I'll sit here. Lord, we invite you to be here. Mm. First, Lord, um, we, um, we thank you for, for Dom and his family for serving us, for serving your church as a shepherd in the past 10 years. We thank you for his integrity, his faithfulness, the way he has built relationship with, with us and the, the way that he so faithfully listened and followed you. 
And Lord, I thank you. We thank you for releasing him from this role. And we trust and know that you have what's best for him and his family. And we lift up this period of transition into your hands, Lord. I pray for wisdom, for guidance, for discernment. Decreasing is not easy, God, but we hear his heart and you know his heart. And so, Lord, I pray, we pray that in this decreasing, it will be so rich, so meaningful, and that you will increase in his life. And we know that the way, just like the way that he has blessed us as a leader for this church, you will use him and his family to be an even greater blessing in your kingdom. Mm -hmm. So we bless him. And Lord, in the same way, we bless our church, which you love and formed. We feel so honored and privileged to be part of this community, Lord. And there is a reason why each one of us is here during this great transition. And so, Lord, I ask that you will bring unity to this church. That you will give us extra grace, patience, gentleness, kindness, mercy, and self-control. We will treat each other in this body even more so than how we have in the past. Help us, Lord, and release your blessing and your power in this body. And Lord, guide us as we look for this new, um, this new head pastor, shepherd with the little S uh, in our community, God. You already know, and we pray that you prepare that person even right now. And Lord, I pray that in this process, we as a community will grow closer with you and with each other, will grow stronger, and you will take us to that next chapter of our, uh, of our church's life. Lord, we trust you. And we love you. Would you come? Would you come and show us your blessing and what you want to do with our community? We humbly follow you and submit ourselves to you. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.